With Denver Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy cement his status as the top dog of the position room this upcoming season. We dive deep into our Broncos camp preview, looking at wide receiver, how many players they'll keep on the roster going into the regular season. You're going to get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free so you never miss out on what's going on with the Denver Broncos every single day, all year long. Lockdown Broncos is the place to be as we continue our dive into the training camp position previews. We're going to focus on wide receiver here today. I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. Sarah, wide receiver, the one position right now, I feel like throughout the offseason, if we had to talk about positions outside of Russell Wilson and quarterback, wide receiver is probably the most discussed position of the offseason in the eyes of national media, in the eyes of Broncos fans and us because of certain trade rumors that had come up. But that's all past. It's all behind us right now as we progress forward to the 2023 regular season. Everything's going to start with training camp and then the preseason. But wide receiver, usually the one position group that has the most players going into it and hey right now going into camp the Broncos have 13 players at wide receiver and I think it makes this conversation on today's episode of the show very interesting because how will the wide receiver room play out that's something we'll dive deep into here today but hey right now I think that looking at the depth based on names on paper Denver's got some pretty good depth at wide receiver right now obviously it won't stay the way that it is that makes things a little bit more interesting once we get to the roster cutting side of things yeah, lots of familiar faces out there. Obviously, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, then a couple of guys who got some playing time last year, Jalen Virgil, Brandon Johnson, Hall of Fame quarterback Kendall Hinton. He's back again to compete this offseason. And then Montreal, Washington, another familiar face. And you got some new guys out there, right? The new blood, the former Saints, Marquez Calloway, Lil Jordan Humphrey, and then the rookies, Marvin Mims, and Taylor Grimes, obviously one of those guys being the team's top draft pick in 2023. And the other guy being the only wide receiver, very, very rare that you see this, the only wide receiver that is an undrafted free agent rookie on the team this year. So typically you see four or five undrafted receivers on the 90-man roster, but the Broncos like their, uh, their older guys this year. So, Cody, it's a really diverse group of skill sets it's a lot of different you got big guys you got fast guys you got guys who excel in the slot you've got guys who excel maybe on the outside you've got guys who can play uh in the return game who can contribute in that way you've got guys who are quicker than fast you've got guys who are faster than quick i like this group that the broncos have at wide receiver and obviously you know we talk a, a lot about other position coaches Kerry colbert will be the new wide receivers coach here in 2023 a former denver bronco wide receiver himself actually so a uh, really interesting group going to be fascinated to see how different they look this year with a new position coach of course zach azani had been that guy for the longest time but like you mentioned 13 players at this position kind of one of those spots that fluctuates a lot between now 
and the start of the regular season. You're going to see a lot of camp bodies brought in. We've already seen, I think Nick Williams has been signed and, and released like three or four times at this point. So we're going to see changes made at this position, maybe not major ones, but this is a really good group. I think the Broncos have a good group to pick from. Well, let's take a look at guys who have size. And I think right now, size in the NFL at the wide receiver position, you need that. Denver's got a multitude of guys right now going to camp. Obviously, Cortland Sutton is one of those guys. Tim Patrick coming back off the ACL injury. Marquez Calloway's got some pretty, pretty decent size to him and also the athletic tools to go up and rise up for a catch. But little Jordan Humphrey coming in at six foot four as well. I mean, you look across the board here. How do these guys fluctuate? Because it, we've heard Sean Payton say at wide receiver, the demand is going to be, hey, you're not just going to play one position at wide receiver. You need to be able to play all over. So if you're Cortland, you know, not only is Cortland going to play some outside, he's going to play as the number two guy in the slot. When they go to trips, sometimes there's going to be times where he's lined up as the number three guy in a trips formation, which I think you need that. You need to be able to move these guys around. And Sarah, we, we talked about this last year and we saw it in the final two games. Jerry Judy didn't just stay on the outside where for a majority of the season, they kept him there. And they, you know, there were times they put him in the slot, but there wasn't really any moving Jerry around through the early parts of the Broncos season under Nathaniel Hackett. We saw that change. I imagine that's going to be a big part of what Sean Payton does here as well. You're going to move all these guys around because it makes it harder for defensive coordinators to really assign the matchups that they want, right? Unless they're really truly defined. If they feel like they have a cornerback on their team that they can say, hey, we're going to put you in the slot when this guy lines up in the slot. We want you to cover him regardless. Wherever he goes, you're going to go. Sertan is one of those guys who could do that, but other teams, how many guys have somebody like that out there? It's very, very hard to find in today's NFL. So for me, I think that gives the Broncos an advantage at the wide receiver position with the multitude of guys that they have. And then, hey, let's look at speed factor here. I mean, looking across the board, KJ Handler, we know can clock well over 22 miles an hour. Marvin Mims can do the same thing. Jalen Virgil has legitimate speed. And even Montreal Washington has legitimate speed as well. How do these guys maybe fit into the mix this upcoming season, or at least in training camp and preseason? To me, we know maybe what the size factor can do, but how does the speed guys, how do they look inside Peyton's offense? That's what I'm intrigued to see. I know we've mentioned these guys before, but you look over the course of history with John Peyton and the New Orleans Saints, you've got plenty of guys who showed off how that speed can really make an impact in the offense. Guys like if you go all the way back, like Devery Henderson, Robert Meacham, Ted Ginn Jr., I mean, there's just there's so many different players throughout his history, you know, with the Saints that these guys may have been even like Ted Ginn Jr., for example, was kind of written off like a former first round pick. A lot of people considered him a bust. A lot of B Dolphins fans wanted Brady Quinn instead. So I guess I don't know, maybe the maybe it's uh, be careful what you wish for type of situation. But Ted Ginn Jr., he's a prime example of what I think maybe the Broncos are looking for from one of those three guys that you mentioned, Cody. I mean, somebody who can blow the top off a of defense, but also contribute a little bit uh, or a lot of it in the return game. Because all three of those guys that you just said, Marvin Mims, KJ Hamler, Montreal, Washington, I think if if they're going to make the roster, they've got to have that added value in the special teams, specifically return department. So that's where I think those guys can really help out a lot. One, one play, you're going to see those guys making uh, flipping field position as a punt returner. The next, you're going to see them just blowing by the defense for a big 50-yard pass play. That's where those guys can make a huge, huge difference. You've got plenty of chain movers. Like you mentioned, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. Jerry Judy kind of fits somewhere in between, right? He's he's not small by any means. He's a little thinner than your typical top-wide receiver, 
but he's not small and he's not necessarily a burner out there. Like Jerry, for those who don't know, was not a 10 out of 10 on the RAS scale. Like he's just very crafty, very quick, very explosive, very, very intelligent in the way that he goes about attacking defensive backs. Kind of more of like a, uh, you know, a baseball player who knows the tendencies, right? You know, the tendencies, you attack the weakness. Jerry is one of those types of guys, but don't get me wrong. He's still a four, four guy. So it's not like a, he's not slow out there by any means. So not the fastest receiver on the team, not the biggest fits kind of somewhere in between. No, oh, I agree with you there. I'm excited to see how the identity plays out here for this wide receiver room, what coach Colbert wants these guys to encompass. And that's going to lead us directly into a conversation about position battles at wide receiver Broncos country. There are a lot to keep an eye on during Broncos camp. Are there some roster locks though already? At wide receiver, we'll dive deeper into that on today's episode, Locked On Broncos. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us this week on eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the week. Taking a look at Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler, which running back has scored the most touchdowns combined this past two the past two seasons. That's the electrifying Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler who's 38 scores since 2021 and featured receiving first role make him a guaranteed fit for the first overall pick in 2023 fantasy football drafts. Eckler will see his usual high leverage work as a runner and remain the focal point of the short passing game for the Chargers offense. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit, over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle are right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, tail lights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Who are roster locks for the Denver Broncos in 2023 at the wide receiver position? What are the position battles we're looking at? What are maybe some individual players battling it out for one of these maybe six roster spots the Broncos could have? Who are maybe some guys that are on the bubble? We're going to talk all about that here coming up. But before we do, we just want to say a huge shout out and thank you to all of you listening to Locked On Broncos, making us your first listen of the day every single day, wherever you listen to podcasts, or if you watch on YouTube and you're one of those daily listeners there, one of the everydayers on YouTube, we can't thank you enough. And co from Cody and I, we just want to say how much we appreciate you as we get closer and closer to Denver Broncos training camp football season. Cody, I can, you, if, if you just, you know, you look closely, you can kind of feel it coming. You can see it on the horizon there. You can smell it. Football is almost in the air again. 
And so thank you for participating in that. Thank you for subscribing. If you listen, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, if you watch on YouTube, thank you for subscribing. We really appreciate you for doing that. And we appreciate your engagement, letting us know what you think about these roster battles, about wide receivers who are fighting for positioning here. We want to hear from you. So comment down below some guys that you think are maybe your top sleepers at wide receiver in 2023 for the Denver Broncos or guys that you think are going to be making the roster this year. And I think there are a few roster locks, Cody, that we have to talk about. There's a few guys that are going to make this team. Obviously, barring injury, we know last year we would have called uh, you know, Tim Patrick a roster lock. And then, of course, he suffers the injury in training camp. So this is all, of course, to be determined. But as of right now, I think you and I agree. There's four pretty clear roster locks for the Broncos at wide receiver. Yeah, which I think, hey, four is a good number in terms of, okay, we already know these guys. If they're healthy, they're going to make the active roster. That's Jerry Judy. That's Cortland Sutton. That's Tim Patrick. And that's rookie Marvin Mims. And everything else right now is kind of open for the taking here for the Broncos. And I think, Sarah, the next question we really have to ask here to ourselves and to everybody listening to the show or watching the show is, how many wide receivers do we think that they're going to keep? So I'm going to ask you, how many, what is the magic number? Like, if we know that there's four locks, How many spots do we think that they're going to carry on the active roster? I kind of think based on the way we look at the rest of the roster right now, especially after our discussion a couple days ago on the quarterback position, maybe keeping three there, I think you almost have to set a cap right now at six wide receivers. Unless, you know, I don't know, there's any, any number of possibilities there, but I think six is kind of that sweet spot right now where I would be. So let's say there are two available roster spots behind the guys we talked about, Jerry, Portland, Tim Patrick, Marvin Mims. Those are the locks for the roster. There's just, I don't know, Cody, it's so tough because you don't want to cut any of these guys. You don't want to get rid of, you don't want to see guys that have been developing with the team or maybe guys who have done a really good job in the NFL in the past. You you want those guys to be on your team. What did Sean Payton say? You got them in the building. The last thing you want is to let them go somewhere else and excel. So I think there's, Places here where the Broncos can maybe get value for certain guys. There's guys that are being written off that I I don't think should be written off. And one of those guys in particular, we've talked about on the show, KJ Hamler. I would not write him off. I would almost pencil him in as one of those guys that is, he's bordering. He's definitely on the roster bubble. Don't get me wrong. But for me, he's kind of bordering on a roster lock at this point, especially if he's healthy. Well, not to mention, too, the Broncos and him recently restructured his contract. And our good friend Mike Kliss over there at Nine News had said something along the lines of, you know, something like this. It also adds incentives to his deal, which make it easier for him to make the roster. So there is that in mind, right? But, okay, I'm with you on that. I think that six players probably is the cap here. It'd be hard to have seven guys and justify that on your active roster because at that point, there's yet another number. You're only allowed 53 on your active roster in the regular season, 46 on game day. So how does this work out? I mean, what other positions would be sacrificed in terms of depth if you kept, you know, seven wide receivers? I think six is a good number. It's ideal. It makes sense. And it gives you the chance to maximize some things as well at the position. So that means, okay, what do these position battles look like? Well, you know, I think it would be easy for us to say, okay, well, this guy versus this guy. But Sarah, if there's two spots up for grab, it's everybody versus everybody. It's a free for all. It's a battle royale right now at wide receiver. And so I think everything from every practice rep on the field, look, KJ Hamler is expected to be fully ready to go and, and will be ready day one for training camp from, you know, some of the reports, something that he's even said to the media as well. 
I, I didn't know this at first, but you know, even Kendall Hinton apparently had an arthroscopic knee surgery at some point, and we didn't even notice that. But he was still out there doing some things during OTAs. Was limited. wasn't really a full participant in that regard, but is expected to be ready for camp. So if there's four roster locks, it's KJ Handler versus Kendall Hinton versus Low Jordan Humphrey versus Jalen Virgil versus Brandon Johnson, Marquez Calloway, and Montreal Washington. I mean, we could throw Taylor Grimes' name in there, but like when you look at where Taylor Grimes is at versus all those guys, I mean, it's really hard to say, hey, this is a guy that's going to be on the active roster. Crazier things have happened, but right now I think the vision for him is maybe a practice squad player, as we've discussed here on the show. But I agree with you with KJ. This is a guy who has legitimate speed, Sarah, who can get behind defenses. We've seen it. He has proven to be able to do that. The only issue that has ever been encountered with KJ Hamler has been the injury, the major injury that he had. And that was hard for him to come back from. And obviously, he did a very open, I, I'd say, interview on the Open Circle podcast. Encourage Broncos fans to really watch that because, you know me, I'm a big defender of KJ in terms of just the human aspect of everything and some of the stuff that we see here in the comments about KJ. We see it on Twitter. It drives me nuts. It really does. KJ is a great dude, wants to be out there, and he wants to play. And the injuries have been an unfortunate obstacle. Can he find a way to piece that together and stay healthy in training camp? If so, he's going to be a dangerous weapon for the Broncos offense. But it's like, you know, you, we talked about Hinton, a little Jordan Humphrey, former familiarity with Sean Payton. But what about like Jalen Virgil, who was the, an undrafted rookie for agent who made the 53 last year? I mean, between him, Brandon Johnson, another undrafted guy, Marquez Callaway, Montreal, Washington. I mean, this is going to be a dicey competition here, my friend. It really is. I mean, especially if these guys are battling for two spots. And like you mentioned, I mean, Crazier things have happened, but if there are two open spots there, I mean, even a guy like Taylor Grimes can't be counted out at this point as a sleeper because you got two open spots. That means it's an open competition. It's much more, uh, like you said, a battle royale. We're not playing Mortal Kombat here. We're playing Super Smash Bros here. So we're going to see what happens with these guys. And I think that definitely it's... It, it, my mind is open on this, Cody. I really, there's not really like a scenario where you could put any any combination of the two guys in that spot. And would you be disappointed to see some of these guys go if that's the case? Absolutely, you'd be disappointed to see some of them go. But at the same time, I think there's any number of combinations that you could choose. Let's say it's Brandon Johnson and Kendall Hinton. Would you be disappointed to lose KJ Hamler and Montrell Washington, guys that you drafted? Absolutely. Would you be disappointed that Marquez Callaway, a free agent acquisition, didn't make the roster? Definitely, you'd be disappointed. But at the same time, those guys would make the team based on merit. We know that Sean Payton is not just going to take a guy based on his draft status. He's going to take the best players. And then, of course, when you look at the depth of this position, it also raises the question, just like we talked about with the cornerback position, do you have an opportunity to maybe trade somebody? Now, our NFL team's going to be a little bit leery after seeing George Payton make that trade a couple years ago with the Detroit Lions getting uh, multiple picks for Trinity Benson after a big training camp. I mean, maybe general managers are going to be like, hey, we all saw what you did there. You're not going to fleece us like that this time. But I think there exists the possibility that a trade could go down. You've got guys that are talented. You've got guys that are on rookie contracts. You know, that gives that that brings value to other teams. So. There's a lot of possibilities here for the Broncos for these six total spots, but I think you and I agree. Four of them are on lock. The rest of the two, or the other two, that really is up for a series of debates. It could be any number of guys, like you said, a battle royale. 
Broncos country. How do you think it's going to play out? If you agree with our four roster locks, let us know if you're watching on YouTube or wherever you're listening to your podcast, you can always tweet us on social media to share your thoughts at Cody work NFL at Sarah Bettinger at locked on Broncos. We're going to dive deep coming up into our roster projection. How do Sarah and myself, how do we view the wide receiver room? Who are those final two guys in our opinions? We'll share that. And we want to hear from you on today's episode, locked on Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at Bird Dogs. And Bird Dogs has some of the most comfortable fabric that I've ever worn in shorts or joggers. Last year, they sent me some khaki-style joggers that are perfect for me if I want to go to the office and still look professional but feel good, feel silky smooth. That's exactly what Bird Dogs provides with their fabric on the interior. Not to mention, you can wear it while working out. You can wear it while you go to the pool, especially how sunny and how hot it is right now. In Denver, Colorado, it's perfect for any weather, and they contain features inside their fabric that keep you cool on the inside. That's why I rock with Bird Dogs. And this year, they sent me two pairs of shorts that I absolutely love. They fit perfectly to a T. They're custom to me exactly, and I can use them in all the benefits that I mentioned. They have anything that you want at Bird Dogs. And the thing that I like about it, they're perfect for any type of weather. You can choose your inseam length, and you can even choose to add the linings into it if you want that feature there as well. They have various color schemes and they have various fit options, which fit better than their competitors by a mile. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL, and they will throw in a free Yeti style tumbler when you make a purchase with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. How will the Broncos wide receiver position play out going into the regular season as we get into some of our projections at the position real quick. We just want to say thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country. Thank you so much for tuning in, for making us your first listen of the day every single day. As we get closer to 10K subscribers, if you're watching on YouTube, you're not yet subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Over 55% of you listening or watching the show there are not subscribed to the show. We look at the analytics. It tells us here. We appreciate you, though, for making us part of your day every single day. Sarah, let's dive into this because this, is, I think, is a fun exercise in Broncos country. We encourage you as you're watching or listening to play along. You can interact with us on social media or you can comment it down below. We're going to project. We, we've determined six is the cap here for this position. I want to ask you, Sarah, if you had to project the six wide receivers at the position for the regular season, everybody staying healthy, what does the Broncos wide receiver room look like in your opinion? So I think we're obviously starting with the same top four guys here with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, and then Marvin Mims, the team's top pick in the 2023 NFL draft. As long as those four guys are healthy, that's going to be your top four receivers for the Denver Broncos. Not necessarily on the depth chart, but I mean the top four roster locks this year. Beyond that, I'm picking KJ Hamler for that fifth spot. And I think Really, I, I've said this before, and I want to say it again. I really view KJ as a guy that the Broncos, um, I, I hope that they are thinking beyond 2023, at least a little bit with him. Not Obviously, you want to get through 2023, and you want to see him have a great year, but I would love it if he was part of this receiver room. It, it kind of seems like they're going to reset a little bit after this year, with whether that's getting rid of one of Portland Sutton or Tim Patrick or both. I don't know what that's going to look like, but... I kind of feel like they're going to reset the position. I would love to see KJ Hamler at least get to come back on another one-year deal after this year. So I'm taking KJ for that fifth spot. And then I put out a roster projection on predominantlyorange.com a few days back, and I had Jalen Virgil as the sixth receiver. And primarily that's due to the fact that he played a lot of special teams in nine games last year. 
played 111 special team snaps. And people are going to say, well, yeah, he's a kick returner. He does more than return kicks. Obviously, he did that very well at Appalachian State, but he was also a gunner on special teams, and he's very, very fast. He can get down the field quickly, and he showed that he's an asset in that regard. So going to be interesting to see what the new special team staff thinks of him, but he's not only a guy that contributes on special teams. I think he's kind of a, an ace up your sleeve at times offensively. You want to hand him the ball of the backfield. He can do that. You want to throw him the ball deep downfield. He can do that. You need a guy to win uh, at the catch point, a 50, 50 ball. Well, we saw in the preseason last year, he can do that as well. So I kind of think and hope that if he progresses this year, that he wins that sixth spot as a guy who's now under contract again for the next two seasons with team control beyond that as an exclusive rights free agent, then restricted free agent. A lot of favorability there if Jalen Virgil makes the team. Well, and on top of that, with all the names that we've talked about here at this position, that makes the wide receiver room very, very interesting, right? And, and I agree. And look, I, I think an area maybe Virgil can continue to progress is maybe just overall route running, right? Because some, I think the perception for some people is, oh, he's just the nine ball guy. He just run vertical and get behind guys. No, I think he's a little bit more than that. I think he showed that in the preseason, as you mentioned, and we do want to see a little bit more from him, but I, I I like that. I think having options and look, I think Sarah, you mentioned it perfectly because when we talk about position battles, a lot of the instances, okay, we're thinking immediately about 2023. I'm glad that you brought up the fact that, Hey, sometimes you got to think beyond just this year. You have to look at down the road. If the Broncos, cause look, Hey, Jerry, Judy, he's going to be back next year, but could he earn a contract extension this year? That makes things a little bit easier for them to make some more decisions going into next year. What is the outlook with Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton? I'm sure once the trade deadline comes around, if any of these guys are balling out, I'm sure teams are going to be picking up the phone to call Denver. Will George Payton make a move at that point? That These are some things that you know we're going to kick the can down the road a little bit, but something to keep in the back of your head here in Broncos country. I, I like those picks. I think they're valuable. Um, I think that, yeah, it, it's, I think some people looking at Jalen Virgil will be like, wait, Virgil out of everybody? Wouldn't sh- it wouldn't shock me because Virgil is the type of player who did that last season. There was something that they saw in him that were like, hey, we cannot let this guy hit the waivers and go to some other team. We'll see if that continues here this upcoming year. My six, I mean, obviously we're, we're in sync with the top four guys, Cortland, Jerry, Tim, Marvin Mims. I'm, I've got KJ Hamler on mine as well. And then the last guy that I have is someone who's very familiar with Sean Payton. I went with Marquez Callaway. I think this is also a guy who kind of provides you with a little bit of flexibility in, in terms of what Tim Patrick can do versus also what Jerry Judy can do. I mean, Marquez, watching him during OTAs in camp, he is a very, very deceptive 50-50 jump ball guy. He understands body positioning. He's smart. He understands angles in terms of his routes and how to close off and attack a DB's blind spot. I saw these things, and I'm like, hey, Marquez, if he stays healthy, this is going to be a guy I think will be a, a potential option here for the Broncos. We talk about the former Peyton connection, Marquez, in my opinion, out of everybody probably has the best chance to make the roster in comparison to guys like Tony Jones Jr. or even Adam Troutman. I think that Marquez is probably in a little bit of a better position here. Those round out my top six players for the Broncos at wide receiver. Broncos country, do you agree with me or do you agree with Sarah? Do you have a different lineup in terms of your top six wide receivers you think are going to make the active roster? Well, if you're watching on YouTube, comment it down below. If you're listening, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you tweet us on social media at Cody Work NFL at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked on Broncos. Always love the interaction. Always love your thoughts as well on what's going on with the Denver Broncos. Thank you so much. That'll wrap up today's episode of the show. Our training camp position previews continue for all you everydayers out there as we focus on the linebacker position on the very next episode. 
Lockdown Broncos. You can catch that on YouTube on Sunday, or you can catch it in audio format on Monday morning as you get ready for work. We have you covered with more training camp previews coming up this week on the Locked On Broncos podcast.